Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A whole lot to get to. Um, David, you want to start with the Great Uniter? Oh, yeah, the Great Uniter. Joe Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which won't actually have an impact on inflation. It's a massive giveaway to green energy companies. It props up Obamacare. It gives insurance companies billions, and it creates a fleet of IRS agents to screw the poor. Historic investment. That's what they're saying. Wow. Uh, and Joe, the great uniter, says Republicans are the bad guys here, okay? Because every Republican sided with special interests. Oh my! Democrats God. sided with the American people, and every single Republican in the Congress sided with the special interests in this vote. Gosh. Every single one. In fact, the big... Okay, before I just start saying, <laughs> right. what is he even talking about? I guess I should just let this play out, or should I call foul already? No, you can call foul if you want to. On what special interest to who? What are you talking about specifically? Yeah. He has no interest in wind and solar energy, right? None of his constituents do. They're not making any money off that. By the way, and now if you want me to go on a mini rant, one of the things, this is about solar, right? Because this is a huge win for green energy. We're having a problem getting solar right now. You know why? Because it comes from China, and we can't take stuff that's produced by the Uyghur Muslims that are in re-education camps. No one ever friggin' reports it. Mm -hmm. And how much of our green energy is going to come from China? What a joke this guy is. I mean, it's one thing to be senile and out of your wow. mind, but then to go out there and lie and knowingly lie. In fact, the big drug companies, you can't even talk. $100 million to defeat this bill. $100 million. <laughs> and remember, every Wait. single Republican <sighs> in Congress Hold voted against this bill. Who is the biggest friend of the drug companies? No kidding. I, I was just saying, like, okay, so starting with Trump and then extending into the Biden administration, how many billions of taxpayer dollars have gone towards COVID vaccines that don't work? Absolutely. Or Paxlovid. Remember that miracle drug from uh, from Pfizer that was supposed to knock down viral levels if you had covid yes oh yeah joe biden took it and then he tested positive again and got sick again because it doesn't work correct okay go on every single republican congress voted against lowering prescription drug prices oh my gosh against lowering health care costs against the fair tax system every single republican every single one voted against tackling the climate crisis and thank goodness we're down to zero inflation. <laughs> just keep on going with the BS, dude. Yeah, they just lie all the time. That's that's what they do because they're losing every argument. It's true. And again, man, I think most of us know exactly what's going on. Except I can't help but think about, I don't know what the percentage is, 40, 50% that really have no idea what's going on and just believe what's told to them by the stupid Today Show or Good Morning America or whatever. Oh, yes, all the Republicans voted against it because they hate the American people. Thank goodness for Joe. That's fantastic. 
My goodness, man. You know what was crazy to me about him signing this bill? Because this is supposed to be a huge win for green energy, right? And shoot, we might die by the time it's 2030. Mm -hmm. This is a big friggin' story, right? Yeah. Not on the Today Show. No. No, it doesn't make the first half hour of the Today Show. What? Really? Promise you. No, dude. I watched it too. Yeah. Man, so right. you saw it too? Yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting. No. You know why? Why? <laughs> Okay. It was unbelievable, dude. Yeah, it, the least shocking electoral outcome of all time. Yes, and, everybody knew it. She was behind like thirty points. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. But so, what, what's the whole reason for it? For them to take so much time on this on the Today Show? Because it's about Trump. She could bash yeah. him for. Yes, it's 10 all about Trump. I mean, the big open. If you want to hear. Good morning. It's Wednesday, and we're talking politics. Liz Cheney going down to defeat in Wyoming, and she'll be right here with us in an exclusive live interview. It is August Oh, my goodness. This is the thing that's gripping the nation. <laughs> what? Right, because because this is, this is one of the quote-unquote good Republicans that the media and Democrats love so much. Not enough to vote for her, because remember, no. the, there was a push at the end of the primary race with Liz Cheney in Wyoming— uh, to have Democrats switch their party ro- uh, registration to Demo- or to Republican so that they could vote for Liz Cheney in sure. the Republican primary. Well, Democrats in Wyoming didn't care enough to actually do that, but media loves Demo- or Republicans like this because these types of Republicans are no threat because they enjoy losing. They love it. They relish in losing as long as they can be perceived as upholding some principles. This is the same woman who threw her lesbian sister under the bus during another political campaign Mm -hmm. because it meant something good for her. And they're saying, oh, well, this woman is just standing up for her principles. No, she's not. (laughs) Come on. Okay. So one of the best is she has her speech, right? Because she knows she's going to lose. Yeah. And I was thinking as I saw part of it, man, this looks welly, really well produced. Like the scene there, Jackson, Wyoming, and it's, you know, just so scenic. And then come to find out, the TV producer that also produced the January 6th hearings produced the speech. Of course. It's all a show. <laughs> it's unreal to me. And then she compares herself to Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because you know who else lost elections? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yes, seriously, get a load of this. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. (laughs) Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Liz is going to free the slaves here (laughs) in the next few years. Just wait. Speaking at Gettysburg of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, (laughs) that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom. So you're saying there's going to be a civil war Uh and you're going to be on the side of good. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is delusional. It's an ego unlike we've seen in a long, long time to me. 
I'm thinking to myself, where does this come from? Because I remember when Liz Cheney uh, was running, and because of who her dad is, her name is certainly out there. All I can think right now is you've probably been a spoiled brat all your life, and no one's ever told you no, and you've probably never lost anything, and you don't know how to handle it. You're comparing yourself to Abe Lincoln? Yeah. <laughs> You're a joke. You're yeah. an embarrassment. If you're going to compare yourself to a president, find one obscure enough where you might be able to slide by, like <laughs> James Polk or something. <laughs> Millard <laughs> Fillmore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's just astounding to me. Yeah, I, I think the analysis on this is really interesting, too, because she and, of course, the people trying to, to pump her up in the media – all want to say, oh, my gosh, it's the cult of personality to Donald Trump. And certainly in Wyoming, there are plenty of Republicans who like Donald Trump, who still would vote for him to be president. That's true. The other part is, though, if you're looking around and you're in a state where you have one elected member of the House of Representatives and she's spending all of her time going after a president who has not been in office for more than a year, yeah, you're going to get fired. That's the thing. Your yes. eye is off the ball completely. You're not doing the people's work. Okay. To me, man, it kind of comes down like this. She is all about the January 6th stuff. Okay. And she wants to, to, to somehow seem like all of these people that support Trump, okay, they're all about revolution and overturning an election illegally. And insurrection. No. If you remember, and remember the polling after January 6th with Republicans on Trump, it wasn't very good. No. Most people were not cool with Trump after January 6th went down. They thought he should have said something sooner than he did. I mean, if I remember every conservative, even cable news host, later that night or in the days after, were, that was a terrible thing what we saw, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody was against it. But what happened? The left overplays the hand. It was an insurrection. Yeah. What are you what, with a Viking guy? Are you kidding? We saw the video. We saw the cops holding doors open for people. That was not a freaking insurrection, you pansies. Okay, and you just keep overplaying your hand and overplaying your hand until people are like, "This is ridiculous." And Trump, we look at what he did as president compared to what's happened over the eighteen months since Biden took over. We're like, please bring that guy back. I'll take mean tweets all day. That's what's happened. Most people realize that. They're still going after a narrative. Well, this is threat to democracy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, man. You know, she got 70% of the vote last time out. Yes. And the bullcrap she tried to throw out there today when she said, well, I could have got it again if I would have went along with the big lie. Oh, yeah. Right. That's absolutely not true. I mean, all you had to do is say, yeah, I think uh, Trump should have talked earlier before he did and say, hey, this isn't what this is about. Don't want you, you know, raiding into the Capitol and assaulting. Police. We're not there's no place for that. He should have said that earlier. OK, but listen, let's look what he did and his accomplishments, you know, as president. And where do we want to take this country? You know, are you happy with where it's at right now, Liz? With the economy, with crime, with what's happening at the border. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, 
that's what we're talking about. Right. It's not all about eh, threat to democracy. <laughs> all of that. It's it's insane to me. But more on that a little bit. Um, and then all this nonsense as far as the FBI and the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And people out there saying, well, we should absolutely trust the FBI <laughs> with what they're doing with part of these investigations. Right. And I have a piece of audio that I think is going to make you laugh. If I had to bet money, I would say it will make you laugh. Okay? All right. I mean, I don't want you to try. I'm well, counting maybe. on I'll it now. I'll bet you $5 you're going to laugh. <laughs> okay? In the next 10 minutes, coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know, it seems like there's a lot of bedwetters in the media talking about Trump and Trump supporters saying not to trust in the FBI. Uh, yeah. They've given us every reason not to trust them. I mean, you can go down the list if you want to every time. There's the Russian hoax. There's the lying to the FISA court. There's the spying on law-abiding Americans, the people that go to school board meetings. That's right. The list goes on and on and on. So Peter Stroke is on with Joe Scarborough. Morning, Joe. Peter Stroke. I think I think he prefers the pronunciation uh, "struck," but I, I I'm fine with Peter Stroke, personally. This is the way a, it's spelled. You could I think it could be confused. Yeah, this is the guy who the Strokester who mm-hmm. uh, who helped orchestrate the Russia hoax against Donald Trump. He was the dude who had the 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 affair, and there were text messages explain, with Lisa Page, right? Him and uh, and an FBI lawyer as they're going back and forth talking about some sort of insurance policy against Donald Trump if he were to win the election. Yes. So that's the guy you're going to bring on to say, should we trust the FBI? Yeah. (laughs) This is what he said. Absolutely. The American public should trust what the FBI is doing. You know, what's funny is I think back the year and a half that I spent with the team looking at Hillary Clinton's use of a private email server. Uh There was no concern. There was no outrage on behalf of any Republican as we used search warrants, as we went out and did a very invasive investigation to try and get to the bottom of what she Uh did or didn't do. So it's not that the FBI is targeting targeting any one side or the other. What you see is the FBI going out on a day-in, day-out basis, objectively investigating allegations of law. Let's just call out the bull crap (laughs) at at the start there. Search warrant. Did you search your home? Did you go in? No, you didn't. It's the old sleight of hand there from the strokester. Well, there's that, and then he's saying objective. Well, James Comey made a judgment call based on whether or not he would be asking for the DOJ to uh, indict Hillary Clinton. He said, we're not recommending a criminal charge against Hillary Clinton because I think she made a mistake. That's what James Comey, former FBI director, uh, reached. True. 
He goes on. It just so happens that the only thing that tends to come up in the right wing ecosphere, whether in the media or on the Hill or from President Trump, are those things where they take a personal affront because it directly impacts them. There's absolute silence when the FBI is investigating former Secretary Clinton. There's absolute silence when the FBI is doing things that isn't targeting them. (laughs) That's just absolute BS, man. Mm -hmm. And you bring up that whole Comey episode and... I happened to see this last night, and if I had heard it before, I certainly don't remember it. When Comey went out and was explaining why they weren't going to press charges. Yeah. And Hillary up to that time said she hadn't done anything wrong. That someone put that to song into a remix. (laughs) I don't remember this. I don't remember this, no. It is like a back and forth with Comey and Hillary, and it's brilliant. Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending, but first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails, 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains are secret. And eight contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was admitted. That's the best duet since I've had the time of my life. Okay? That is awesome. It does go on. We have a little time. Nothing was marked classified. There is evidence that nothing was marked classified. Now let me tell you what we found. Oh 110 emails. It was not the best choice. <laughs> it was the mistake. <laughs> anyway, the way it ends up at the end of it. What difference at this point does it make? Those chains are absolutely not the choice. Six of those chains. I said it was a mistake. What difference at this point does it make? <laughs> I think, you know, I would have won the bet. You guys both laughed at least. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it's always going down after you hear something like that. Something else pops up and you click it. And then there's the laugh remix. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you hear that in your nightmare? Welcome to hell. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay, I know we got a lot to get to. Oh, man. Well, the COVID czar complains about social science of convincing people to follow orders. David, I can't wait to hear this clip. Next. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Yep, a Gen Xer, a millennial, and a sexy boomer. Uh, by the way, it, not all is lost on this big green weenie deal. The Inflation <laughs> Expansion Act. Mm-hmm. Um, it, good news. We're all going to save money uh, immediately. No, we're we're going to fight inflation. No, we're not. 
Yes. How, we are, how am I going to save money? Well, I could have the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, explain it to you. Oh, boy. If you want me to. Oh, geez. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Are you saying you don't believe it? No, not at all. No, I've seen most of this bill. Or at least the parts that might affect me. <clears throat> well. It's a disaster. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Explain it to me, Jennifer. How am I going to save money? Well, you know what? Because of your attitude, we're going to wait. I'm going to get it to you in the next five minutes. Damn. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. Just because of that. This is some How green nonsense. I just I feel it. Well, listen, man, I'm trying to take the lead from news leaders in the country like NBC and the Today Show and talk about the most important issue. Okay, because that news didn't even make the first half hour. By the way, Liz the, Cheney lost last night in Wyoming. Had this have been some sort of surprise, like unbelievably, it, she was down 40 points in polls. Correct. You're not. That's not the margin of error. That's not <laughs> off a little bit. That's not vo- voter turnout related. Not that you got your fanny handed to you. But it's bigger than that, Scott. Oh, gosh. The Republican Party lost its soul last night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Okay. By, by not allowing nepotism to reign. Okay. Right. Yes, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, Liz Cheney then was asked today on the Today Show, well, we know this isn't over. Are you going to... Are you going to run for president? Isn't that the yeah. big question, yeah. David? I, I don't get this. She loses, I don't either. She loses in a primary election by 37 percentage points mm-hmm. and is asked if that's a good launching pad to be president of the United States. Okay. So yes or no, yeah. are you going to run? Because seriously, who is even interested in that? I don't know. I have no idea. All right, roll it. I'm going to be making sure that people all around this country understand the stakes of what we're facing, understand the extent to which uh, we've now got uh, one major political party, my party, uh, which has really become uh, a cult of personality. Okay, J- just stop already. Okay, so you are the enlightened one. Mm-hmm. And so for all the uneducated, dumb people in the country, she has to let them know what's at stake because we're too freaking dumb to get it. She has the knowledge. We don't. Okay. And we've got to get this party back to a place where we're embracing the values and the principles on which it was founded. And you know what that was? America first. That's why so many people voted for Trump. There were a lot of people that thought Trump was a brash, loudmouth billionaire. Didn't care for him at all until he started saying, we need to bring these shops back. We need somebody looking out for you. You've been getting screwed for years. They keep doing it to you. People like the Cheneys and the Bushes. That's why so many people started supporting Trump. You couldn't even support your people in Wyoming. Because your main goal was somehow taking Trump out of politics forever. You lost your way, but now you're the enlightened one. Uh, and, and talking about, you know, fundamental uh, issues of civics, fundamental issues of what does it mean to be a constitutional republic. But, Congressman, and you I didn't answer me yes or no. Takes yeah, I know that you... Donald Trump. I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Well, I know you didn't say yes or no, and that's fine if you're thinking about it. But are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about running for president? Oh, my gosh. 
it, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make oh, a decision. Yeah. Well, you like the baseball analogy, Scott. Mm-hmm. I know as a pitcher, I just was pitching in single A ball, and I got lit up every time I went out there. I took my gas can onto the mound every time I went out to pitch, but I'm thinking about going to the show. No one wants you there. And I need like three more crappy outings before I can decide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, another thing, this could be record setting, though, if you think about it. Walter Mondale, when he ran against Reagan, yeah. lost 49 states. He won his home state. That's it. She's lost Wyoming. She could it, it, it eventually lose all 50 states if she is, in fact, a nominee. And what party is she going to run for? That's something to shoot yeah. for right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand this. Not everybody the media likes has to run for president but they they seem to they always glom onto that you would think they would learn their lesson after the michael avenatti fiasco (laughs) (laughs) but i really don't understand who is the constituency for liz cheney right now in 2022 because what she's so focused on is about donald trump in january 6th and so what the idea of going back to basics and supporting our rule of law in this country means uh, voting for the people who want to pack the Supreme Court, make D.C. a state, do away with legislative guardrails in order to pass extremist agendas and defund the police. Oh, and while we're at it, we're going to go ahead and give your 12-year-old girl puberty blockers and remove her breasts. Yep. No, that's insane. Sorry, I'll take, I'll take Trump and all his warts over yep. that nonsense. Absolutely. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want the answer now of how you're going to save money with the new inflation? Well, I would love to know because I don't see anything in there that affects me. And in in terms, it it hurts me, actually. But Well, okay, I think, as we talked about before, and we just mentioned it yesterday, is CNN actually trying to move a little more to the middle and actually Uh, ask some people some tough questions, like people in the administration? They disappoint me, but we'll see. Well, listen. They got nowhere else to fall. Infamous script reader. And David Zach's Brianna Keeler oh, yeah. is on talking with Energy Secretary Jennifer Grandholm, and she actually asked her a legit question. There are three independent studies, though, that show it's actually going to have a minimal effect on inflation. What? And that many parts of the bill obviously don't even take effect until next year, some years later than that. What? So what specifically will this bill do to lower costs for Americans right now? Before we get to the grand home answer, David, is there hope for Keeler there? To, I mean, all she does is read scripts that's yeah. handed to her. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Well, at least she's doing that part of her job. Uh, Jennifer Grandholm, go ahead. Oh, I, this, this, first of all, immediately, um, people will be able to lower the fuel costs in their home. There's a 30% tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy-efficient windows, heat pumps, energy-efficient appliances. What? I can save money by getting a tax credit if I buy stuff? If you are worried about the cost of gasoline or your electric bill, listen, I think upgrading your windows in your home, getting solar panels, those are great investments to make in your home. But if you're worried about keeping the lights on because you're not making a lot of money and enough money to make that uh, work financially... You're not going to be spending 
fifty to sixty thousand dollars on solar panels, much less tens of thousands of dollars on energy efficient windows. Sorry, you're not. Rich liberals are, David. Right. Well, good for the rich liberals then. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who the audience is she must be talking to. There's a thirty. It's not the struggling, hardworking Americans they always talk about. I guarantee you that. Really, you're 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 looking uh, in the couch cushions for loose change. You can go to Coinstar to pay for gasoline in your car. Well, you know what? <laughs> you you've got a tax rebate on a sixty thousand dollar solar system. Yes. Good news for you, Robbins. Maybe you can get off that Dr. Thunder and get back to Dr. Pepper soon. (laughs) Okay, go on, Jennifer. How else are we going to save cash immediately? That is right away. And on top of that, of course, if uh, citizens want to install solar panels on their roofs so that they can generate their own power, that's another 30% tax credit. Um, How about that? If we can get them from China. Oh, there you go. If we can get those Uyghur Muslims over there to work a little bit harder. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, we can't accept it from that area of China, which is where a lot of them are built. Oh, forgot about that. Anyway, go ahead, Jennifer. Of course, there's the tax credits that are at the dealership for the automotive sector, for electric vehicles. So, And if you install an electric vehicle charging station in your home, you can also get a tax credit. See, you got all that stuff. That's how right. she has the answer. You can save did, money. Did you not just see that Ford upped its, uh, yeah, the price for its electric truck by exactly seventy five hundred dollars, which happens to be the tax credit you can get. I did see that, but you're getting the tax credit, so you're saving money. <laughs> see how that works? I'd be losing money by not doing this. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just unplugged from reality. It's, no it's, clue. It's something. No clue. Speaking of unplugged from reality, this is a grown-up show, and we can handle grown-up topics maturely. Can we? Well, I'd say we're batting maybe maybe 300 on that. We'll see where it goes that's, right here. That's good enough for the show. I mean, uh, Daily Wire had the story. I saw the headline, and I'm like, what are we talking about here? I'll just give you the headline. Plastic Surgeon. Designer vagina surgery request what? doubled in 2022 due to tight leggings trend. You can't just throw that out there. What do you? What did you just say? Designer vagina. Vagina. Oh, sorry. And I can't throw it out. How would you like me to give you this information? I thought it was a brand name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you it, get, maybe you, there will yeah, be. You, get, you, you can buy it at J.C. Penny. Yeah, <laughs> they come in those eggs that pantyhose used to come in. <laughs> the kettle. Pop it out. <laughs> Here you go. Now, I saw it at Daily Wire. New York Post had the story, too. Uh, plastic surgeon Dr. John Skivalflex noticing an increase in the number of designer vagina surgery requests. And they're like, what's going on? Because you're like, is this some sort of change? Like, people are changing. It's not that. It is credited to the tightness of athleisure clothing and Mm. leggings. Mm. That uh, apparently it can get uncomfortable as tight as these pants are. Mm -hmm. Then wear looser pants. Oh, God, that's the first thing I think. I I bring this up to my wife. She's like, what? Are you serious? I'm like, that's serious. You know what, man? This really does explain... 
the liberals talking point of uh, just buy an electric vehicle if you're worried about high gas prices, right? Yes, because the solution is always just go buy something to fix it instead of changing any of your behaviors and what you're doing. It's, it's Maybe like, not go so tight with the pants. You're, 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 your pants a little too tight? Well, just get a new vagina. Yeah, labiaplasty for you. <laughs> Four grand is all it costs. 30% tax credit on that. So you're saving money? <laughs> is it solar powered? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, they talked about the Kardashians have already tackled this with their clothing. Wait, wait, tackled what? It's in the story, man, and I don't want to get, I don't even want to say too deep into it. I don't want (laughs) to, see, everybody's going to think that I'm just saying these words funny. Very careful right now. (laughs) That they're coming up with some looser in that area because one of the sisters has a bigger one, apparently, according to this report. I'm sweating now. I'm sorry. I'm just telling you what it is. Okay, so that's how crazy the world is right now. (laughs) And and maybe someone's going to take your idea and actually call their brand designer vagina. I don't know. (laughs) Nothing could be finer. You know, my son, I'll tell you, no joke. My son had an idea to make cups that fit better, especially for youth baseball players. And he, yeah. his idea, I'm actually just giving it away. Please give him credit if someone designs it. And he wanted to call it Testy Protecty. <laughs> and I did, I'm like, that's genius, dude. That's pretty good. You just combo them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're stopping the production of something that I know a couple of us are going to be sad about. That and a news update straight up. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Remember, Inflation Expansion Act. Buy an electric car. Okay? Going to save money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if you actually put you know, pen to paper, it's not going to save you money. But that's what the administration's saying, like Energy mm-hmm. Secretary Jennifer Grandholm. Well, Dodge, they see the writing on the wall. Say it ain't so. Oh, it's in the story. They're going to stop producing the Charger and the Challenger. Oh, no. See, I knew it. At the end of 2023. Wow. Transitioning to electric vehicles. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't, you guys don't own a Charger or a Challenger, do you? No. No, but they're badass cars and a guy can dream. Well, and when I rent a car, that's what I get. It's really fun. Yeah, I was just kind of sad to see that. I know that we're not alone. And I'm also thinking, you know, in the future, you know how, like, at a certain point in time, everybody was saying, hey, we got to quit, you know, eating, you know, all the calories of meat. We got to, you know, eat healthier, all those things. Yeah. That all of a sudden, the restaurants have said, no apologies. Meat right here. No kidding. Okay. Well, you know why? Because nobody bought this stuff. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) Like Applebee's is like, oh, yeah, you're trying to eat healthier? Here's a steak that's stuffed with a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and, but nobody bought it. They put it on the menu. Nobody bought it. You mean the healthy stuff? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Don't go to Applebee's so I can eat vegan. 
<laughs> they do have vegan options there. I know I'll they just, do. I'll be here waving the flag for Applebee's, all right? Okay. I enjoy eating good in the neighborhood. Yeah. This is troubling news, too. Just saw it from Daily Wire. Did you know the CDC has changed their guidance on monkeypox? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not making this up. Have you heard this? No. no. Um, here's the headline. They changed guidance after a gay couple likely infected their dog with monkeypox. Oh, no. Um, yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. The theme. Everybody say get back. Uh, they're saying that the man, one age 44, the other 27, started seeing symptoms of virus a matter of days after sleeping with other partners mm-hmm. and then passed it on to their Italian greyhound about 12 days uh, after that. How? Yeah, I was just going to ask that question, too. But, uh, it, it, it doesn't say. I don't think it was that. Okay. No peanut um, butter involved? All right. Oh, buddy. Golly. Oh, gosh, well, I wish you wouldn't have said that. Thank you. <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 515 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. There's David Van Camp and Scott Robbins Hello. and Joe Biden. Oh, it was a monumental day yesterday. Uh, yeah. Historic. For this bill that everybody's forgotten the name of now. It was called... The Inflation Expansion Reduction Act. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. They Oops. call it the Inflation Reduction Act, but nobody wants to call it that because it's not actually what it does because it doesn't have an impact on inflation. Instead... It's a big old giveaway to green energy corporations and companies and people, I don't know, who may be associated with the Biden administration. What? Uh, It also supersizes the IRS and props up Obamacare. Mm -hmm. So it's not the Inflation Reduction Act, even though that's what they called it. Uh, Again, it does raise taxes and probably will raise prices on some things because they've got this 15% corporate minimum tax where everybody's got to pay this 15% based on whatever you made as a company. Okay. Uh, Well, who do you think ultimately pays those costs? Are you saying that the costs are going to come down to the consumer? No, because no, no, that's not how that works. Amazon didn't become such a valuable company by allowing itself to lose money. So you are saying that the consumer is going to be paying that price? The consumer is going to be paying more, yes. Yeah. Well, but, hey, that's not what we're bargaining for you here. Mean Amazon's not just going to keep the prices the same for the good of the country? Uh, no. No, uh, they're not going to do that. How about that? Uh, Walmart's not going to do that. Target's not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. This happens every time. We all know this. We've seen it before. I don't know why people keep falling for it, but they do. Oh well, sure. I mean, these are the same people who can't define what a woman is. Why true. would you? Ex- why would you expect anything different out of this? This is true. Uh, but Joe Biden yesterday trying to do a victory lap says, "Hey, this isn't going to raise anybody's taxes if you're making under four hundred thousand dollars a year." Okay. Okay. I'm keeping my campaign commitment. No one, 
Let me emphasize, no one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. He's built up so much trust with the American people, you could take that to the bank. Yeah, that, that is absolutely not true. Uh, in fact, about a little more than half of the taxes that will be collected by the supersized IRS come from people who make less than $200,000 a year. Hmm. So, all right then. Uh, and this is going to be added to the duffel bag of failure. And as you mentioned there, Jamie, uh, I, I just want to play this for you. It's a, it's a fun montage that I made this morning of Joe Biden blowing literally every call he's made since he became president, whether it's COVID, Afghanistan, inflation, Russian sanctions, the COVID vaccine, or a recession. Wow, okay. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No. I'm talking inflation. The overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. We're implementing comprehensive sanctions on Russian sovereign debt. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. I didn't they, they, say... Yes, they did. Yeah, everyone <laughs> Your did, vice actually. president said so. Yeah. This is a duffel bag full of failures. It's bursting at the seams again. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. No one is predicting a recession now. They're predicting, their, some are predicting there may be a recession. So just remember that when he says, yeah, no one's taxes are going up. They are. Joe Biden lies. And he's an idiot. And he's senile. Those three things working together don't create good outcomes. But you know what does? True international average of pressure. That's true. That, well, that's the secret weapon right I, there. I stand corrected. That's right. Wait till wait till they enact the true international average of pressure. <laughs> yes. And that goes before Congress uh-huh. as well. We're going to be proud Americans then. Darn right we are. <laughs> Better but believe it. I also don't understand why you have to pass something you call the Inflation Reduction Act if inflation, in fact, was at zero. Boy, that's, <laughs> that is a great question. Why is inflation a problem if it's at zero percent? Zero percent inflation means everything's going well. That's what Joe Biden said last week. It is exactly what he said. I mean, he's he said a lot of things that some would say turned out to not be true. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. He's got cancer? <laughs> wow. Yeah, we didn't get a status update on that. Well, no, it he... wasn't true. It wasn't cancer. No, okay. he, meant, he, meant, he meant to say asthma, actually. No joke. That's... Because he's told that story before, and he says, well, this is why I and so many other people have, have asthma, because we grew up near uh, oil refineries or something. Yes. Well, they you both know, have an A in them. Give him a you break. Know. Sometimes yeah. the dude it's, forgets he's president. Helping you do that is my job. That's a president's job as well. <laughs> I mean, who, who, who doesn't forget what job they have or whether they have asthma or cancer? I mean, I, don't, I was just at the doctor last week. And he said, I'm sorry, David, but you have cancer. What? He said, oh, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, COVID. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, at least they both start with C's. That's true. You know, a lot of times. Cancer, completely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I mean, anybody could make that mistake. It's like, you know, names of people. Auchincloss sauce. <laughs> yeah, you know, Auchincloss sauce. Yeah. That dude, you know who I mean. You know the thing. Congress ache Auchincloss sauce. <laughs> And you know who believes in this Inflation Reduction Act? <laughs> Who's that? I think you know. Seven Nobel laureates in, in, in the economy. On the economy. You know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, those people. The Nobel laureates? Or... <laughs> yes. Meaning they're very noble? 
Well, yeah. Saying under these con these conditions, they hit this. You cannot do the uh, following. You cannot ask people to do certain. Things. Yeah. If you hit this, this pot, you cannot do these things. Okay. Remember that. Where war. Yeah. You know it had. Look, just be straight about it. <laughs> yeah, just be straight about it. People will trust you. And zero percent inflation. <laughs> it's great. Thanks, Joe. Here's the thing, man. I thought, you know, the passing of that, so where it's not going to be good for us, was a huge story, probably the biggest story of the day. But it turned out not to be. Um, I knew that from the Today Show because I count on them to give me the news that I need to know. And so... Good morning. It's Wednesday, and we're talking politics. What? Liz Cheney going down to defeat in Wyoming. Whoa, Liz Cheney lost! Oh, my God. Who saw it? <laughs> Nobody saw that one coming. That's the big story. Like, like 90 seconds after the polls closed, she conceded. <laughs> it was unbelievable. So they had the exclusive today on mm -hmm. the Today Show with Liz Cheney. Yes. Okay. And what did we learn from that, David? Uh, well, she was asked about the fact that voters in Wyoming thought that she was too focused on the Capitol riot and Donald Trump and not actually focused on doing the job that people sent her to do a couple of years ago, and so they fired her. That's what happens when you're not doing the job that people expect you to do. Yeah. And now, specifically, and I thought this was a, a legitimately good question. Um, it's wild to me still that this is what was occupying so much time of the morning news today. But anyway, uh, she was asked, hey, did you focus on the wrong things? Did you have the wrong focus here? Wow. No, look, I think I, I'm very proud of everything that uh, I accomplished, that we accomplished together with the voters of Wyoming over the last nearly six years. Okay. Uh, but it, it became very clear after Donald Trump attacked uh, the Capitol, sent a mob to attack the Capitol, refused to accept the results of the election. Did he send a mob to attack the Capitol? Well, no, but she says he did, so. You have proof of that? No. Even with your committee, do you have proof of that? No. Refused to tell his supporters to leave the Capitol when the assault was underway. Uh, that that this was a threat that we've never faced before. He crossed a line that couldn't be crossed. And and as a nation, you don't get the opportunity to debate and discuss any other issue uh, if you what? simply turn your head away from that kind of a fundamental threat uh, on our on our republic. What was the threat? Is she actually saying that that was an insurrection? Oh yeah. Okay, what was the plan? Who was going to be in charge? How is that going to go? How is this the first insurrection in the history of the world without firearms? I still don't understand all of that. Oh, you got way, uh, vague references to somebody sitting in a tree with an AR. <laughs> okay. We had pipe bombs planted at the DNC, the RNC. Yeah. We got to get to the bottom of that. That could have been one of Trump's henchmen. But we don't seem to have any want to find out any more details on that. Why is that, Liz? It doesn't seem to be part of your committee. You would want to get to the bottom of that, right? You would think, yeah, if somebody is trying to bomb political parties, uh, that would be a big part of any sort of insurrection. And this was such an assault on democracy, and there was word before it even happened that, hey, there could be some people getting ruly there on January 6th. Why was Nancy Pelosi so late to make any sort of call? Where was the National Guard? Where were the D.C. police? Why didn't they bring in reinforcements knowing that this could be a threat? It's all a load. And, of course, the Today Show, by making that the big story, it tells you 
what it's really all about, keeping Trump out of power. That is not a news organization. And I understand that today's show is not exactly a news show, but it's all propaganda. You're not going to talk about this Inflation Reduction Act in the first half hour? You would think this is so great. It's going to save people money in so many different ways. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Well, what affects more people? Of course. Liz Cheney? I mean, that's just part of it. You know, I saw this little poll, Switching Gears, and it was talking about people's political views and have they changed over time. And for a lot of people, of course they have. It it seems to be, if you talk to somebody, say, when they're 22 and then when they're 42 and then when they're 62, they're going to change somewhat. Yeah. Might be different issues. A lot of people change their ideas on foreign policy. Uh, they mentioned drugs, health care, death penalty, immigration, same-sex marriage, gun control, racial discrimination, abortion, all these things that can change over time. One of the things that people need to know is the truth about each one of these issues. What is actually fact, not just propaganda, but a lot of people really don't know. But, I mean, I think all three of us on the show would say, yeah, your politics has changed over time. And if I were to ask you the question, why? Why did it change over time? You learn more. Yeah. Yeah. You mature, and you your income level may go up a little bit. You might start to question where your money's going. You might start to have some bitterness about some things that are, your politicians are spending your money on. See, for me, that, there's none of those things. For me, personally. Yeah, well. It's what David said. You know more. Well, yeah, I guess that goes to my overlying, underlying, you know, position that, yeah, I know more. Yes. That, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Well, it to. didn't really affect me before. None of I, these I things think, affected me. I think a lot of times people don't want to pay attention to it because, like, well, how does this affect me? But more and more, we have a lot of different issues that are right. affecting people. Yeah. And out of their just good-heartedness, they're believing what they're being told. That's the scariest part of it on a number of these issues. My goodness, man. I mean, do you really think it's a good idea to give puberty blockers to a young kid? That's where we're getting to? Or you have open borders? So many other things that are going on? It's, that's pretty wild, man. There's a lot to get to. When this... Liz Cheney's president, that will all oh my be gosh. Of Give me a break. <laughs> that. Don't worry. Um, maybe you've heard this. I mean, I think people understand that kids in school are not getting the education they need. How about a four-day school week for kids? That is growing. That whole movement. Get to that much more coming up. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp, and there's Scott Robbins. You know, we were just talking about people changing their political views over time and what causes the change. Ran out of time. One thing I think also is in play for a lot of people is when you become a parent. Yeah. You see the world different. Oh, sure. Really, I did. I know a lot of people yeah. do. Well, yeah. 
And I'm thinking, especially over the last few years, of what the government's done to our kids. It's disgusting. And I think about how many people just changed the talking points when it was convenient for them. The so-called experts. Yeah. Like Dr. Lena Wen. You know, during the pandemic. That indoor masking remains important for our young children. If they're not yet able to be vaccinated, they should still be wearing masks indoors, including in the classroom. Absolutely. But what did we know? One, it was cloth masks. It doesn't do much. Two, most kids don't wear them properly. Three, it affects your learning. Yeah. It was like a triple loser. People knew it. But then when it's convenient... And the tide has turned. There actually is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. <laughs> <laughs> Same people. Yep. It, it is, man. It's infuriating. Um, now I saw this story. Uh, it was at Daily Wire. Some school districts are moving to a four-day week because the teachers are saying, we got to do a four-day week. Okay, we've tried to resume school. It's been very difficult. We know that the kids are already behind, but we got to be able to do this in four days. And some districts are saying we need to do this to attract teachers because we're having a hard time finding mm -hmm. teachers. Well, if your district does that, don't ever accept anybody saying that teachers are underpaid then. Right. I still, I still think that that is kind of a load. I mean, you work if you're working on a nine month contract and making thirty five to forty thousand dollars a year, you're doing very well compared to a whole lot of other people who don't have the luxury of a summer vacation built in. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's one of the big appeals, and apparently, that's not enough. And in the story, they're talking about twenty seven districts in Texas, um, some districts in Missouri, Montana, Idaho got to attract teachers. But then you ask yourself the question, what drove the teachers away mm -hmm. to begin with? Maybe that's also part of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll see where that whole thing goes. How many different email addresses do you have? Just out of curiosity, because I saw this stat where the average person is going to use 126 different ones in their life. I saw that. Really? 126? What I is have, that all about? I have two. I have two. Yeah, I think I can, if I go back different, because you'd have different work emails depending on how many jobs you oh, have. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That, and then a personal one or two. And then sometimes you're like, okay, something got hacked somewhere. I've got to change everything or start a new email, which is a pain in the neck. But 126, that seems excessive. That does. No. How many? Why? How many burner Twitter accounts do you have? Zero. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what... Maybe some people are starting new email addresses in order to start social media pages. Oh, yeah, just to be a troll? Yeah. Just to go after people? I, I, there are a lot of people that do that. Mm -hmm. I, not me personally, but maybe that explains quite a bit of it. But 126. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. And the biggest story of the day, obviously, David, is Liz Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually think the biggest story of the day is that mm -hmm. Joe Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. And in fact, actually sends a whole lot of money to Canada so they Canada. can build electric cars for us. Yeah, Justin, Justin Trudeau, you know, Fidel Castro's illegitimate son and prime minister of, of Canada, has actually thanked Joe Biden for sending so much business to Canada. Okay. 
Robin's just got more ticked off. All right, we'll we'll get into that. Also, yeah. Trump says, "Hey, the FBI stole my passports." Media says, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, that whole story." We'll also get to come out. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, Millennial, David Van Camp, Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. Okay, so a lot of people have said, you know, taxes are going to go up because of this Inflation Expansion Act. And they're not reporting it right now, but the middle class is going to pay $20 billion over the next 10 years. Uh, yeah. They say, well, it's not true. No, no, it is true. The vast majority of the tax burden on this is falling in middle and lower income Americans. But that's not what the White House economist said, David. Millions of billionaires. That's what we're going after. Yeah, the president assigned the Inflation Reduction Act, which doesn't reduce inflation. It does double the size of the IRS, sends a lot of cash to green energy scams, and raises taxes on just about everyone. Uh, White House economist Brian Deese was on MSNBC. Oh, boy. Uh, and says the tax part, well, that, that's misinformation, even though it's not. That Brian Deese, that former BlackRock exec, that Brian Deese? Yeah. Huh. We're going to invest, make a historic investment in the IRS to make sure that the wealthiest Americans that use complicated accounting and uh, lawyering techniques to avoid paying taxes, that we're going to crack down on that as well. And I want to add, we're doing... No, you're not, because they line your pockets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're full of crap. We're doing all of that, notwithstanding some of the misinformation that's out there. We're doing all of that Uh without raising taxes at all on anybody making less than $400,000 a year. As you know, that was a commitment that the president made, and he's uh, making good on that commitment with this legislation. Yeah, but they wouldn't put it in writing. No, they no, they wouldn't. Voted it down. Yeah, there's been a lot of misinformation about that. Thanks for clearing it up, and thanks for making sense of all of this, Brian Oh, gosh. Yeah, if, if you're a reporter and a government official tells you something and you say, yeah, thanks for clearing that up, you should quit your job. You're saying a real reporter. Yeah. Not Andrea Mitchell. Well, no, I'm I'm saying yeah. Like if you're really trying to do some sort of honorable job, yeah, like honoring the craft, yeah, then you should quit. Yes, not somebody like that. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense to me. Honoring the craft. Seriously, man, I I want to believe there are still journalists out there. Yeah. Okay. You don't think so? Nope. Gave up on that one in Santa Claus a long time ago. Okay. I could at least say, you know, someone like Darren Beatty from Revolver. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing the job he's doing. I I, I think there are real reporters. They're just not working for national news outlets. Agreed. I think we we can agree on that. Speaking of national, I don't know if you host the CBS Evening News, you should be a reporter, journalist, right? A lot of cred there. (laughs) Not so much with Nora O'Donnell. Did you hear about this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Trump the other day says, hey, the FBI took my passports. Yeah. Nora O'Donnell says, no, they didn't. She tweeted it out. Oh, I know. Tweeted it. Late tonight, um, the FBI is not in possession of former President Trump's passports. 
according to a DOJ official. Right. She's got inside sources, That's man. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if it's been taken down now, but at last check, it had not. It was there for over 24 hours. After the FBI came out and said, yeah, we returned them. Right, well, technically... The tweet stayed up. Well, technically, it's true. They're not in possession of it anymore. <laughs> they, they gave them back. Right. But you know how... So, so she was Nora Damas. Yeah. <laughs> she saw the future. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's okay, right. got it. Yeah. No, but, but this is how this works, and that's why it's so laughable to have the Attorney General... Uh, Merrick Garland out there saying, oh, yeah, you know, we, I will not stand idly by while people besmirch the character of these hardworking FBI agents and whatnot. So this is how the game is played, though. They say that. Some people believe it. But at the same time, the DOJ is leaking literal fake news to people with massive platforms like Nora O'Donnell and Nora O'Donnell goes along with it. Did you know that part of, and you can track this throughout any investigation of any high-profile figure, really, but with Donald Trump in particular, one of the things that investigators will use to justify uh, wiretapping, surveillance, things like that, is media reports. So how this game is played is an FBI official or someone with the DOJ will leak something selectively to mm -hmm. the media. Media runs with it unquestioningly, and media starts treating it as gospel. Well, the FBI comes back and tells the judge, well, based on these media reports, uh, we have sources that say that Donald Trump uh, was involved in, uh, I don't know, some sort of P-tape in Russia. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go ahead and start investigating him for that as well. And the judge says, okay, I guess so. If it's published in media, I guess we'll sign off on this. They actually use these reports as justification to continue investigating political opponents. See, that's why you got a clean house. It's corrupt to yeah. the core. You know, and we get this other crap thrown out there. And, you know, there's so much of it. Honestly, as we sit here right now and we follow this all the time, are they still going with, hey, one of the things the FBI is looking at is some of these nuclear documents. Yeah, that's what that's what this is really about, because first it's about the presidential archive, which everybody says it. You can't even enforce that. Right. What are we talking about? That that can't be it. It has to be something more. And then it's all of a sudden, well, it, it could be, you know, nuclear secrets. And then that gets reported on. I think it was Tucker last night had, you know, the clips of Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe, running with all the nuclear stuff with Trump. Now with Donald Trump, suddenly, when we're talking about the possibility of nuclear <laughs> weapons, classified documents of, of, of the highest uh, classified status being stolen from the White House and taken to Mar-a-Lago. Just a reminder of why the Justice Department might be a little bit concerned about nuclear secrets knocking around Mar-a-Lago. Two words for you, my friend. Two words. Mm -hmm. Nuclear secrets. Oh, my gosh. So that's what we're talking about. Are they still going forward what, with that? What, wasn't the report just kind of vague, something on a nuclear program? Yes. Which that could cover a whole lot of things. I mean, that's, that's not Donald Trump's at Mar-a-Lago trying to replicate the bomb, okay? That's not <laughs> how that works. 
that it's just run with like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, now you've got, you know, different people. I mean, because you're dealing with friends of yours or family going, well, your boy Trump and all these nuclear secrets. What the are you talking about? Right. Specifically, tell me what nuclear secrets. I mean, you got, again, this, this is why you got to have this, whatever the underlying affidavit is, extraordinary times call for extraordinary responses. And if you're going to be going after a former president of the United States and selectively leaking information that makes it seem worse than it probably is, then you got to come with the information that you're using. Okay. Otherwise, well, obviously this looks like a political witch hunt. Another angle to this, okay? So we also hear in the reports that the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, he wasn't sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And and what we're told is it, it, they were talking about this for weeks, you know, whether or not to approve the application for a warrant to search Trump's home. So we're talking about nuclear weapons and secrets. If it's that big a deal, you have to think about it for weeks. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But, but again, they, they thrive on innuendo and idiots in national media are like, oh, nuclear. Oh, my gosh. He was trying to build a nuclear weapon. Maybe he was selling state secrets to Russia. Oh, God, the P-tape was real. You know, <laughs> the, these these pants wetters in the media and uh, quite frankly, just liars in the media uh, hype this thing up so much, you know, it's a nothing burger because you're right to your point, Jamie, if this guy were really harboring nuclear secrets, like he had him at Mar-a-Lago, you would arrest him yesterday. Correct. You would be like, okay, no, this isn't a question anymore. This isn't a deliberation. The only, really the only deliberation is what crime are we going after him for? Well, you what are we going to charge you, him with? You wouldn't have mulled it over for two weeks before you acted on it. Right. I mean, and what they're saying is longer than that. Yeah. Like going on months. Just you wouldn't have mulled that over if the guy was actually selling secrets. About the nuclear, I'm just not sure what to do. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Let me. I I have to do some consultation with my law clerks because I'm not sure if it counts as nuclear terrorism if it happens at night i wish merrick garland could do the voiceover for arby's (laughs) we have the means (laughs) oh my gosh man see this this is making me want to go down a rabbit hole now and i know we got to move on to other things um gosh do i really want to though well i'll say this just switching gears I just saw a news update that says TikTok, they are announcing uh, policies and safeguards for the 2022 midterms to make sure there's no misinformation. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Jeez. TikTok run by China. Yeah. Um, and Meta as well. So Facebook, Instagram, they, it, they're all absolutely committed to policies and safeguards so no misinformation gets out there. What a joke all of that is. Goodness gracious. All right, my rabbit hole, Merrick Garland. I can't help it. It's not, no, you have to do it. No. The whole reason he didn't take questions last week is when he has to take questions, he melts down. 
That's what happens. Well, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the president has uh, made clear that we are uh, in a, a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will, uh, uh, the department uh, will, uh, um, I don't know. I, you know I, I, I'm telling you right now, leader of men. I mean, I can't believe he's not a football coach. Commanding presence. Getting everybody ready to go out to battle? That strong, testosterone-filled man? Wow. Okay. Katanji Brown-Jackson gets something. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. There's David Van Camp. And that's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. You know who she is. Yeah, I know who she is. All right. Chuck Schumer compared her to Jesus. Well, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. The... <laughs> she's the new Supreme Court Justice. Yes. Yeah. She is. And she got the Vogue treatment, just like Jill Biden and Jen Psaki. Mm-hmm. That's the headline. Um, Join the ranks of leftist women glamorously featured on the pages of Vogue magazine. Yes. It's showing uh, Jackson posing at the Lincoln Memorial, dressed in a brown coat that has some sort of designer name to it that I can't pronounce. Um, in one of the photos, she leans against a pillar and gazes up at Lincoln's second inaugural address Gosh. etched on the wall. It's so ridiculous. I saw this. What are we doing? And, you know, they were asking Vogue, because it's always Annie Leibovitz, right? Yeah. That does these photos. Yeah. Um, you know, and asking the editor-in-chief of Vogue, hey, um, why not ever Republican women to get the Vogue treatment in some of these shots, right? I think that's a fair question. Got an obvious answer, too. What is it? The readers of Vogue hate Republicans and hate conservatives. Yeah. Be against their audience. Well, the editor-in-chief of Vogue, Anna Wintour, said, if you're talking about, say, First Lady Michelle Obama or Kamala Harris, obviously these are women we feel are icons and inspiring to women from a global perspective. Okay. <laughs> Um, can we talk about achievements on their own? Yeah, yeah what? what? Or was it no. put in the position by someone else? Oh, well, I mean, Michelle Obama married well. And nothing against that, but what did she actually accomplish? Well, she's an icon, and she stood up for uh-huh. the rights of and all people. Kamala, like Kamala dated well. I, I know, I was going to say, I mean... yeah. That's what they call dating. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean she climbed the ladder on her knees. So that's a hard trick, man. Didn't know dating meant that. And by the way, this whole thing with uh, the the first female Supreme Court justice featured in that magazine, who doesn't even know what a female is? First African American female. Yes. Are you talking about that's been featured in Vogue or just... Just in in general, in Vogue. But, I mean, she doesn't... She can't define what it is. Well, that's why I said that's definitely the glass ceiling. Not only is she the first woman or first woman of color, she's the first 
person that couldn't do it. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? That seemed pretty easy. Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. What? No. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. She's not a biologist. No. That's one of the classic quotes of the year. Mm -hmm. You know the left wants that one to go away really bad, but that is quite the quote. Um, I did see this story out of Scotland. Jason Grant is this dude's name. He has been appointed as the country's first period dignity officer. What? He is the country's first period dignity he officer. He is, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. What does and, that mean? Well, he's going to be responsible for promoting access to free sanitary products and encouraging oh, open gosh. discussion surrounding menstruation and menopause under the country's newly passed Period Products Act. He said it's about making people aware of the availability of period products for anyone of any gender whenever they need it. Now, some people were bent out of shape, especially some women, saying this is institutionalized mansplaining. <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah, no, no, pissed. no. No, you can't have that, you turf. Okay. Right. No, because men can have periods now. It's 2022, okay? Stop with the hate. And Jason Grant goes on to say, I think being a man will help me break down barriers, <laughs> reduce stigma, and encourage more open discussion. <laughs> Although what... affecting women directly. <laughs> Uh-oh, see, that's where, he, that's where he screwed up. Yeah. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> periods are an issue for everyone. That, 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 I mean... Not really. Uh, I mean, if we're dealing in reality. I'll tell you, man, that's the one thing every woman wants when she's shopping at Target is a dude explaining to her how tampons work. Okay? That's, <laughs> did you know tampons are over here? Martina Navratilova, Wimbledon star. She was quoted as saying, Have we ever tried to explain to men how to shave or how to take care of their prostate or whatever? This is absurd. <laughs> This is the Mark Levin Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. The Inflation Reduction Act passed. Mm -hmm. And this is an investment for the future. Well, Wait a second. I thought we need to bring down inflation now. <laughs> Which is it? They can't keep it straight. And, and, and it really is fascinating to watch them try. Uh, so Joe Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which won't actually have any impact on inflation. But uh, the Canadian governor, or I'm sorry, the Canadian government, led by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, <laughs> is thanking Joe Biden for passing this act <clears throat> because it means a whole lot of money is going towards the electric vehicle industry in Canada. Yeah, that's because their allegiance is more to the World Economic Forum. Mm -hmm. 
than it is to the United States. And well, Justin Trudeau is part of that. Also, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm is Canadian by birth. So, I mean, you know. Yes, and she's been all a part of the green energy stuff for a while. She yeah. has a lot of investments in that. Now, White House economist Cecilia Rouse was on CNN, and even the CNN anchor Kate Baldwin was skeptical of them calling this the Inflation Reduction Act. Well. Are you personally comfortable as an economist calling it the Inflation Reduction Act? So this bill represents really important investments we know we need to make that help to expand our economic capacity. Inflation happens when we have too much demand for the supply, and we know we need to be uh, investing in the supply support so that we are better able as a country uh, to address issues like inflation going forward. So this will increase our economic oh growth, and because of how we plan to okay. implement it and provisions in the bill, uh, it will, that growth will be more equitably shared. You did a great job reading right off that list. Well done. Okay, it's like reading in front of a class. That's fantastic. Good job. Are you going to answer the freaking question or not? But if you passed a bill called the Fill Every Pothole Act, I mean, voters should expect you to fill every pothole. I mean, so should voters measure the success of this bill on how much you reduce inflation in the next couple of years? Okay, so dude, before she even answers that, yeah, there's something going on at CNN. They're, they are at least trying to make changes. Because she doesn't write her own questions. I don't believe that for a second. Just like Keeler in the morning. They get fed down to them. Mm -hmm. And so these are actual real questions. That's like two in a day for CNN. It's crazy, like a, isn't it? It is. Hasn't seen that in years. So this, this bill spins out over several years. And so the tax provisions, for example, some of the tax revenue will happen immediately. Some of the benefits in terms of deficit reduction will materialize over time. <laughs> so again, it, this is really an, inf uh, an investment in our economy. It represents uh, the president's economic vision. Do you understand the way people's budgets work when there's inflation and you can't pay your bills? And all of the reports of people taking out second and third credit cards to pay their bills? They need it reduced now. Okay, they have to make decisions about their life. Can I send my kid to public school and get them out of that hellhole public school? And I'm a, am I able to do that? That's what I want to do. I can't do it because the price of everything is through the roof. Well, this is really an investment in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, the first question was what? You're an economist. Are you comfortable as an economist promoting this that's not going to do anything to reduce inflation? And I'll just go to my talking points. Yeah. It, it's a joke, man. Well, none of I, you I would, would be If the, we have any real freaking reporters or journalists, that person, Kate Baldwin, as soon as she starts going down that list, would say, stop right there. Stop it. Are you comfortable as an economist saying this is going to reduce inflation? And if you're not, then you shouldn't call it that. That's the way it works in the real freaking world. You get called out on BS like that all the time. You get called in front of managers. You get called in front of people that are above you. We're their bosses. Supposed to be. All right, ran over. Okay. Anything else on that? All no, right. we're good. Okay. No, I think we're good. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. All right, that's good. Um, did you see this? <laughs> a top Biden climate advisor was sanctioned by the National Academy of Sciences for ethical violations? Really? I didn't even know if that was possible. <laughs> Daily Wire had the story. Yeah. Um, so the climate advisor severely sanctioned um, 
by the nation's most prestigious scientific body for ethical violations. The Deputy Director for Climate and Environment at the White House's Office of Science and Technology Policy, is it Jane Lubchenco? Mm-hmm. So sanctioned, why? Well, a violation of the Code of Conduct edited a paper that appeared in a peer-reviewed journal, but the paper didn't use the most recent available data. Really, you mean you were using data that just fit your argument instead of following the facts? Hey, trust the experts, Jamie. Also had a personal relationship with one of the researchers in violation of the journal's editorial policies. You don't say. You're really questioning the science here, okay? Oh, my gosh, man. Think about this. Okay, if I take a step back, and I'm sure there's some of this I'll forget. So everything that we've gone through with COVID, okay, and we learned that the NIH and the CDC, the FDA, certainly Fauci, we were lied to multiple times by people that we're supposed to trust. Agencies that are supposed to be looking out for the American people more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And it didn't happen. And then you have the FBI and different federal agencies and the corruption involved. And then we're supposed to trust the climate advisors that the world's going to end 2030 and we have to do all of this now or we're all going to die. Mm -hmm. And then if you happen to question things, then instead of a science denier, you're a climate denier, whatever it is. You're trying to find out what the truth is. These people have been talking about the end of the world for, what, 75 years? Right. And none of it happens. Well, it's a doomsday cult. Yes. Yeah. Well, I- Is there something to it? I'm sure there is. But again, man, and it's probably naive thinking, but if you're a news organization or even, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC, you know, all, all those legacy TV stations, You know what we're going to do? We're going to have a debate on climate change. And we're going to have different points of view. We're going to have a moderator. And we're just going to ask these questions to try to clear this up for the public. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you do that? No. Well, you would, but you wouldn't. You don't actually want answers. You you want to look at the weather right now and say, oh, well, look, this massive heat wave or uh, or this drought that's going on is proof positive that we need to spend billions of your dollars on climate initiatives and you need to eat bugs and you need to not have air conditioning while Mm -hmm. we jet around the world in private jets talking about this stuff. Um, It's ridiculous. And I mean, one of the funniest things about this idea of because, you know, like Las Vegas, for example, Lake Mead is is starting to dry up because of drought. There's no question there is a drought. I mean, they're finding bodies from the Another 80s one. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. No, fifth. They've yeah. got yeah, they've got like five bodies that have been found yep. stuffed in uh, various containers and whatnot and dropped off in the lake, right? They, they're saying, well, see, this is proof positive that this massive climate change is happening and it, that we're having irreversible damage. And when I was out last week, I was just sort of reading different, you know, uh, history articles, and I'm just interested in all, all sorts of things during downtime. Sure. You know, there was a drought that lasted 300 years that brought down the Egyptian empire, the heyday of, of Egypt. They had a drought that lasted 300 freaking years. That's wow. not ExxonMobil's fault, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Acting like, yeah. we've never seen droughts like this. <laughs> well, yes, the world has. It has. Yeah, good point.
Yeah, it's weird, man. Because and we're just supposed to trust people right now. And think of this too. We were talking about this after the show yesterday. What we found out in the last few weeks about Alzheimer's research. It's a freaking scam and has been since 2006. Billions of dollars wasted. And then the whole thing with a chemical imbalance in, a, in the brain that so many antidepressants have been sold over the years, they can't prove that it's a chemical imbalance. And that's not to say that the medication hasn't helped people. It's saying you're basing it on a theory that is not provable. You're just supposed to take their word for it while they make a gazillion dollars. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can look at the downside of Lake Mead. Uh, drying up, but there's also an upside here. I mean, five bodies have been identified. <laughs> well, that's weird to bring back up, but yeah, I, I, okay. <laughs> I mean, so they're, on, they're, they're, they're solved cases now. I mean, they potentially yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. potentially yes. So, so you're saying the possible climate change has its benefits? Well, the, you got to look at the bright side. You got to look at you know at some point in time. I don't know if you heard this. Maybe you're ready. I mean, if you want to really go green, you don't use toilet paper anymore. It's using a reusable toilet cloth. No, I'm not. No. Yeah, new trend. No, I'm not. I won't. New trend out there. I refuse. <laughs> okay. Absolutely refuse. Reusable cloth is People not on Twitter are saying this is a way to save There's the earth. No way. Uh-huh. So yeah. you use it and then what happens? It goes into the sink to wash? Well, it, the washing machine. How many of these things do I need? Well, I don't know how many how many <laughs> well, deuces are you say, dropping let's a day? Just say you're turning one around a day. <laughs> well, then it's one a day. You use your shirt every day, don't you? You do change your underwear, right? God, well, of course. Okay. They, they say it's a reusable cloth. No, it's of course it's ridiculous well, to be throw used that in the hamper. <laughs> See, you you take the toilet cloth with you. All right. Oh God! <laughs> it's folded in thirds. And then no. you, you wet it with water oh, when God. you go in the restroom, see? No, and then... Nope, nope, nope. And then you store it in a wet basket or bag. You take a little baggie with you. And then you just put it in the washing machine. And then you dry it, refold it, reuse it again. You put it in a bag. You carry it like you take this to work and then you're just walking around with your crap bag. In a bag until you get off work. Keep it in your backpack, You got to take public transportation home. You're on the subway with your... Well, it would be a help to the people on the subway because they're just taking a dump right in the subway. I know, but true. at least they have a little cloth they can well, wipe before used, they sit but back here down. You go. Hey, yeah, what's that, Twitter, Frank? Oh, that's my poop. He said, oh gosh. "Yeah, they, people were saying, hey, man, I'm all for the environment and that, but can we think of a different way? It's got to be a better way.'" Okay, David has a very funny piece of audio that we need to get to. What if you forget it over the weekend? Does it work on your desk? (laughs) Get to it coming up. Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Seems like there's a lot going on today. I still can't believe NBC's lead was Liz Cheney. I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> With the Inflation Expansion Act and all of that. There's an underreported story, and this has to do with firearms, David. Yeah. 
Well, we're, we're seeing this, uh, and we have been seeing this over the last couple of years, is that gun sales have been going through the roof. I mean, it's one record year after another, basically. And every month you're talking about uh, topping one million sales. Many new gun owners. A lot of that has to do with the 2020 Summer of Love. People watched Law & Order crumble in front of them, and everyone who was supposed to be either informing or protecting people cheered it on. Police departments were taking a knee in front of actual arsonists. Just a bunch of redneck racists buying guns. Nope. Well, we, you know, we've talked about this a lot in that, you know, one of the largest demographic increases has been among African-American women. Correct. Uh, when you're talking about legal gun ownership. Well, apparently, uh, The Guardian had this, and they frame it as a bad thing, but uh, gun ownership rates have soared to record heights among Asian Americans as well. A lot of that it has. A lot of that's because there are a lot of Asian people who live in California where there's been a whole lot of random attacks against Asian Americans. It doesn't get talked about a whole lot, though, because while the perpetrators generally on, you know, in California are not white MAGA hat wearing bros, they're they're crazy homeless people or young gangbangers and uh, young black men in particular. And in New York, too. And in New York. Um, And it's pretty interesting to see this, uh, how they frame this. The National Rifle Association has taken the pandemic as an opportunity to more aggressively market guns to Asian Americans. Well, you want to protect yourself, don't you? You want to just go get beat in the street for nothing? But it's just opportunistic for gun manufacturers to court Asian Americans. One person who's with the uh, AAPI Victory Alliance said they are directly exploiting our pain and trauma by doing direct and targeted campaigns to increase the amount of gun ownership. No one's forcing anybody to buy a gun. No, and how about this? Your community's under assault. You better arm yourself. Yeah, they target the high-crime community areas. That, that's Why a, wouldn't they? That's, so that's the really message from idea. The Guardian is, hey, Asian-Americans, take your beating. Yeah, generally. Just let those people beat you. Yeah. You somehow owe it to them. Yeah. F off. No. <laughs> yeah, and they, they bring up, like, suicide statistics with people who own guns and all of that. What they don't actually point out is that when you take guns out of the equation, suicide, suicide statistics don't change. It's just the method of it. So they love to throw this out there. And, yes, it's a tragedy if somebody takes their life in any way, uh, whether it's a gun or any other manner. Yes. But they try to make it sound like, yeah, you know, if you own a gun, you're at an increased risk of shooting yourself. Oh, my gosh. Not, not really. Not, not actually. No. They don't want those people or anybody else to be able to protect themselves. You all wanted to defund the police, remember? Yeah. This is what happened. It was easily predicted. Yeah. Even three jamokes oh, yeah. <laughs> on the radio could have predicted it and did. There, there was one person who was quoted in this article, and I'm glad they did quote the person, who said, you see all this eroding trust in our public institutions and our criminal justice system, and, and actually brought up defunding the police as a, reasons why, as a reason why this person decided to go and buy a firearm. And I, it's like... I think that's a great thing. You should take your own personal responsibility seriously, and you should take accountability for it because it's been proven over the last two years in a lot of places. No one's coming to help you. All right. I mentioned that you had a piece of audio that was funny. Yeah. Do we have time? Oh, dang. Uh, No, we don't. All right. We can push it back. No problem. Then that'll give me a chance to rant on this. You know what? The racism toward Asian Americans goes beyond just this gun thing. 
we are basically telling Asian Americans, yeah, sorry, you're just too smart. Harvard, we can only accept so many of you people, mm -hmm. okay? We got to make room for others because you you got so many people there already because you're so smart. What is that other oh, than racism? It, it's flat-out institutional racism. I thought we were supposed to fight against that. Yeah. Oh, that's all about equity. Yeah. No, it should be about performance. It's we gotta change the stuff that's going on in this country. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day. Well, outside of Liz Cheney, David. <laughs> uh, uh probably the biggest story of the day is the Inflation Reduction Act is uh law of the land now. It has been signed by Joe Biden. Um, even though, you know, it doesn't reduce inflation, but it does increase your tax bill. It will increase the price you pay for certain goods and services because there's that nice little 15% minimum corporate tax that they tacked on there. Oh, and, uh, you know, if you're worried about your personal finances, guess what? Uh, you're going to get a nice visit from one of 87,000 new IRS agents. Scott Robbins says there's nothing to fear there. No, I never said that. And I never said that. I'm... No, I'm joking. You, you don't really like the IRS. Well, no, they're not on my Christmas list, no. The Scott Robbins Trifecta, next. Jen Axer, the millennial, David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins, and his top three stories of the day, the trifecta in just a few. Now, we were talking about the biggest story of the day. It's probably the Inflation Expansion Act and how it doesn't reduce inflation. A lot of nonsense in there. But again, NBC, the Today Show, they didn't have that story for the first half hour. Mm -hmm. They took, I don't know how many minutes on Liz Cheney and how she lost in Wyoming, which everyone knew was going to happen. Right. But then it was the exclusive interview. I'm thinking, what a bunch of propaganda this is, because you need Trump. You actually need him. You need some sort of villain. And Liz Cheney is there to be heroic and stand up in the face of tyranny. Uh -huh. Because they had set it up yesterday with some Star Wars reference that Hallie Jackson had brought up. The Cheney staffers are really big fans of a recent editorial that compares her to Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, defeated initially, but ultimately part of the force that works to take down Darth Vader, or in this analogy, Donald Trump. Okay, and as a Star Wars fan, uh, David, it drove you insane. It, it drives me insane, because one, Obi-Wan Kenobi is one of the biggest failures in cinematic history, okay? I'm going to train a young Anakin Skywalker to bring balance to the force. Failure! I'm going to now train his son, Luke, to bring balance to the force. Gets beheaded. Says you, I'm going to become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. But he's just a disembodied voice who only shows up to say that Luke Skywalker actually made out with his sister. He's useless. He's a failure. Anyway, so, well, and Darth the, Vader, that's a redemptive story arc. That is actually a redemption story He's not the ultimate bad guy. He actually kills the emperor. So after, you know, this interview is wrapping up today, mm -hmm. 
and asking Liz Cheney, are you, are you going to run for president? Are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they go back to the Star Wars reference. I couldn't believe it. Word on the street was that you and your team were fond of an editorial recently that likened you to Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> in Star Wars, who said to Darth Vader, essentially as they duked it out, if you strike me down now, I will be stronger in death. Is that how you see it? You're stronger in political death this morning? Well, I don't, I don't see it as death this morning. Uh, my kids certainly appreciate that analogy. They've been running the YouTube clip around the house. <laughs> but I think we have a tremendous oh. amount of work to do. Well, so your kids are stupid, too. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a terrible admission to make on the Today Show, Liz. It oh doesn't make goodness. any sense. These dorks can't even do <laughs> dork things right. <laughs> if nothing else, man, I had to play that for you. <laughs> Before we get to the trifecta, you had a piece of audio oh, yeah. that you wanted to play. That I Did you hear this last week when you had COVID and you I were did. out? Well, Ben Affleck, uh, he just turned 50, and he's, you know, he's back together with J-Lo, all that stuff, right? Okay? Yeah, they got the big wedding planned. They got married, but they're going to have a big wedding. So, so I'll be honest. I, I don't really care at all about their relationship. Not at all. But it was brought to my attention that he did the DVD commentary for the movie Armageddon, you know, where a bunch of oil drillers go into space to try oh, to yeah. blow up an asteroid that's barreling yes. towards Earth. He did the DVD commentary drunk. I did not I, know this. I really. thought he was not supposed to be boozing anymore. Well, no, this was a long time ago. This was years oh. ago. Because, I oh, mean, that okay. was, yeah. Um, but it's amazing as he's just shredding how stupid the plot of this movie is. Oh, I got to hear this. Okay, roll this. I asked Michael why it was easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than it was to train astronauts to become oil drillers, and he told me to shut, shut, shut the up. So that, that was the end of that talk. He's like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> Like, somehow they can build rocket ships, but they don't understand, like, what makes a good tranny. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit of a logic stretch, let's face it. They don't know jack about drilling. How hard can it be? Aim the drill at the ground and turn it on. <laughs> he, he is, even when he's funny, he's a jerk. Yeah, he's he always a jerk. <laughs> There was a clip of Days and Confused that just happened to run on the other night when he had the big paddle, you know, looking yeah. at the spankings out. I'm like, that guy, you know, that's his, the essence of his being. He's always been like that. Even when I'm laughing at him, I'm like, that guy's a total jerk. But that is pretty funny. I'll give you that. All right, Robbins, are you all set to go here? Let's roll. All right, the big three, roll it out. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Anyway, trifecta Scott Robbins, top three stories today and always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Think he, yeah, he's doing good. Good. Yeah. I'm ready. And then the number three. Three. Yeah. Uh, number three, pandemic fraud from the Paycheck Protection Program. All the other giveaways our government did under both Presidents Trump and Biden 
fraud as a result of that is so widespread that many of the thieves will never be charged with a crime. A former U.S. attorney called it the biggest fraud in a generation. Estimates range between 60 and $160 billion. That's incredible. In the midst of the pandemic, the government gave unemployment benefits to the incarcerated, the imaginary, and the dead. <laughs> they sent money to farms that turned out to be people's front yards. <laughs> they paid people who were on the government's do-not-pay list. It gave loans to 342 people who were named N-A. Not available. <laughs> 342 people. Wow. There are currently 500 people working on the pandemic fraud cases across the offices of 21 inspectors general, plus some investigators from the FBI that aren't at Mar-a-Lago, the Secret Service, the Postal Inspection Service, and the IRS. The government right now has charged 1,500 people. They have 39,000 current investigations going. And they're saying there's absolutely no way we'll ever account for even half of the money that was out there. It's a good thing that Biden signed this Inflation Reduction Act. Into exactly. Law and That's exactly more what money I was thinking. Out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All I can think about is the people that were waiting for help, the small yeah. businesses that oh, didn't get it. Oh, they were legitimately looking, yeah. You remember that? I think it was KGW that had it. It was about uh, uh, independent contractors, like hairdressers and yeah. self-employed people who were waiting for some sort of financial assistance that had been promised to them. Yes. And it was months. They're on the phone, and no one knows what they're doing. No one knows what they're talking about. But I'll tell you who did cash in on it. California Governor Gavin Newsom. Remember, he got he got some of that money. Oh, that's right. Personally got some of that money. Yeah. yeah. The biggest transfer of wealth in the history of the world. Okay. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three stories of the day, up to number two. Uh, number two, a man has been blocked from joining a sorority at the University of Alabama. Yeah. Um, Grant Sykes, biological male, was trying to get into sororities. Mm -hmm. So there's generated millions of viewers on TikTok, of course. It was Rush Week in Alabama. Not the first transgender student to be rejected from Greek life. That happened before. He applied at 21 different houses. 20 of them rejected him before day one of any voting at all. So now, of course, he's, uh, he's playing victim and saying, well, they did this out of uh, discrimination against me, and I suspect there'll be lawsuits flying very soon. Well, you're a biological male. And they said no. I mean, these, by the way, these are females in the sorority house that said, no, you're not going to do this. Right. And he said, but here's the deal. Now, whether they have to accept him or not is another thing. But he also, I guess, his GPA was well below standards, too. So they could always fall on that sword, too, if they need to. So he's saying, I'm going to sue you, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Keep an eye on that one, though. Okay. Will do. Now, on with the countdown. The trifecta top three stories from Scott Robbins. And finally, yes, one. Uh, Greg Gutfeld has done something really remarkable with his late-night comedy show on Fox News. Yeah, he took the top spot, even breaking records. Gutfeld notched his highest-rated week in program history and total viewers, 2.4 million. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert came in second with, I'm, never, I'm always going to say that, 2.1 million. Tonight wow. Show with Fallon notched 1.3, and Jimmy Kimmel with over 1 million. 
On the cable side, Gutfeld uh, record beat out MSNBC's 11th Hour with Stephanie Rule, which earned 1.3, and Don Lamone, who has less than a million in dead last. Wait a second. Stephanie Rule is beating Jimmy Kimmel? Holy smokes. Yeah, she's got 1.3. Wow. So I'd heard about Gutfeld doing well before. That is astonishing yeah. that he's I, able to do that. I guess I didn't know Stephen Colbert, in terms of the Alphabet Network, was number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has been for a while. I guess I missed that one. I just always assumed it was Fallon. I don't know why. I, Kimmel's a joke. No, Fallon, Fallon has never really recovered from that one time in 2015 when he, he messed with Trump's hair. He normalized Trump. Yeah. That, that was his big sin. They were so mad at him. The left was so mad. At him for that. Yes. I guess they haven't recovered. Gutfeld also uh, led among younger viewers, 2554, delivered an audience of 397,000, Colbert 373,000, Fallon 372,000, and Kimmel, a paltry 264,000. Those numbers seem small compared to the overall number. Is this only people over 55 watching any of these shows? Pretty much. Well, you have to go to work the next day. I mean, yeah, you, okay, so apparently there are some younger people who are moving over to Fox News for their late-night comedy stuff, but, I mean, honestly, who under the age of uh, 30 is watching TV that late? They're watching yeah, that's YouTube. That's a great question. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're on YouTube and TikTok and Twitter and whatnot. You know, it's weird you say that because there was a time, and, and I agree with you, but there was a time when I could, I, there was probably four to five network TV shows that I would faithfully watch, mm-hmm. that I was a fan of. Yeah. I don't think there's any right now. No, I'm thinking about if I'm up around that time, what am I watching? It's never any of those shows. No, never. And it is more likely to be YouTube than any of them. Or I'm on Netflix watching old Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, I know. That's that's your nightly ritual, right? Pretty much is, Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's it's just weird to me how I used to... I mean, there was appointment viewing, right? I mean, there were shows that you couldn't miss that were on a particular night or whatever. Yeah. I don't even, I, I don't you, even know what they are anymore. You know why they're no longer popular? Because people have options. <laughs> Lots of options. Yep. That's a big part. And of it. there you have it. Scott Robbins trifecta. Every day at this time, top three stories. Okay. Still got to get to another news update. And of course... Nimrod's in the news. That never disappoints. New uh, Girl Scout cookie is going to be coming out. Raspberry version of Thin Mints. Does that sound good, Dama? Yeah. Really? You might have to hit that. Coming up. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this news update. Planned Parenthood announcing today it's going to spend $50 million in the midterms. Well, yeah, of course. Why they say for the health and lives of pregnant people. Here we go. Of course. Pregnant people. Not lives of the unborn, of course. No. Or pregnant women. No. No, it's pregnant people. Of course it is. Checking off the boxes there. There you go. Oh, I mentioned real quick. Uh, the newest Girl Scout cookie, they say, is a raspberry version of Thin Men. It's called Raspberry Rallies. Sounds good. 
It, it kind of does sound good. You know what I hate that I even have this feeling when I see Girl Scouts? I have a, I have this negative feeling, and it's all because of the politics now involved. Where you used to think, Girl Scouts, oh, yeah, they come to the door, the cookies, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because didn't they start saying a while back, yeah, we've got to allow boys in here? Yeah. Yep. Couldn't stand firm on that one, huh? I mean, who knows? Maybe they're going to have changed the name to Person Scouts. <laughs> I'm surprised it's gone on this long without a name change. I mean, girl, that's pretty inclusive. Well, boy, too. Or exclusive or whatever you want to call it. Person Scouts. Goodness gracious, man. Oh, and I saw this, too. Another one of those things where it used to be I would see a story like this. Robert De Niro is going to play two rival mob bosses in a new movie. That's directed by Barry Levinson, did Rain Man and Good Morning Vietnam, The Natural. It's a stretch for De Niro. He hasn't done that before. Well, it used <laughs> to be, I would, I didn't understand, but he does do that role well. Yeah. But now when I see Robert De Niro in the headline, I'm like, I'm tired of his politics. I, I don't care anymore. No, I, it's, it's, it's not even just the politics of it. He's just kind of a whiny little bee. Yes, which is what you thought he wouldn't be like. Yeah. In real life. But anyway, he's supposed to play real-life rival mobsters, um, Vito Genovese and Frank Costello. Yeah. He's playing them both. Yeah. Which then I wondered if Jeffrey Tubin was jealous of the role. I'm, I'm afraid to ask why. But. Well, playing, playing you know, with himself. Well, I mean, is Jeffrey it, Tubin. a guy that's basically trying to whack himself? Yeah, it's true. This is mm. perfect for him is yeah. what I was thinking. Because there was something Jeffrey, when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. Genevieve did try to have Costello killed. And, and Jeffrey Tubin. And, and Jeffrey Tubin, formerly of CNN, masturbated in front of his co-workers. You see, there's a joke there, Scott. Yes, yes thank you. Appreciate that. Hey, here's the first Nimrod, uh, 18-year-old out of Florida, Jack Fisher, arrested after he sent a random text message to a county commissioner. What was the big deal about a text? Well, he was offering to sell him an eight-ball of Coke. Ah, oh, well. Hmm. Just being neighborly. So the county commissioner went to the police. They traced the number to Fisher. Authorities arranged a meet-up at the shore of a pond. <laughs> he showed up, man, and then busted, carrying a bag with 3.2 grams of fentanyl. Oh, geez. That's enough to kill over 1,500 people, by the way. Gosh yeah. dang. Yeah. It's a random text. Man, that is something. Um, and then a 20-year-old dude in New York arrested after police found... Check it. No joke. 420 pounds of weed in his car. Whoa. How many pounds you want to buy? 420. <laughs> yeah, man. Was it so, in the trunk? The car was like pivoting up? He's <laughs> <laughs> charged with position with the intent to distribute. A lot of trouble. And that is Nimrod's in the news.